0: Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 74 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill and I am so happy that you are joining me here today. Well, Amy, this is it. I'm here with Amy Milsek. She has been our guest host for the past two seasons of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast and this is your last one. How do you feel about
1: it? And you can be completely honest. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it was so much fun. I had a great time talking to amazing women and just getting a glimpse into their homeschool lives. I just felt like that enriched me and I really hope it enriched the listeners' lives too. Well, we have been so happy to have you here.
0: No one happier than me because it cuts <laughs> my workload when you're here. But just to let everybody know, I will be uh, coming back and taking over hosting duties next spring. We, I won't promise we won't have another guest host in the future. Or for those of you who just are like absolutely in love with the guest host, Uh, you know, you'll probably get another one down the road, but I think I'm going to take it back over for myself for a little while and uh, enjoy some of those interviews. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I wouldn't be if it hadn't been for you coming on and taking the reins. So thank you so very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Like I said, it's been wonderful. Well, I do want everyone to know just because Amy's not going to be guest hosting the podcast anymore does not mean she is disappearing from online. So for everyone out there, I encourage you to go on over to rockyourhomeschool.com. And if you haven't already, check out Amy's website that she has there. She also has a Rock Your Homeschool Facebook group. And A page and every week she does a Facebook live on that page. Uh, It's a really great little show that she does over there. And so take the time to go over and uh, like that page and be notified when Amy goes live each week. So you can still get your weekly dose of Amy even after the podcast season is over. Oh, thanks. Okay. Oh yeah, no problem. Okay. So tell me,
1: who you had on for your last episode. I got to talk to Emily Cook, and we just had a really nice chat about her Build Your Library resources and how it helps secular homeschoolers have a structured approach to interest-led learning. And she combines a lot of really cool things. She does a lot of literature-based learning, uses some modern books, and it was just really fun to talk to her and find out how she's put together this curriculum, not only to help her family, but to share with others. Well, that is awesome. It's great when we can
0: find resources that help homeschoolers from all walks of life. And uh, I know secular homeschoolers sometimes feel like there's not a lot of materials out there for them. So it's really good that we can connect them with Emily as a resource in this wonderful literature-rich curriculum she has going on over there. So I'm excited to listen to this one and we'll get on with it right after this word from our sponsor. episode of the podcast is brought to you by KiwiCo. Looking for a fantastic gift idea for this holiday season? KiwiCo is a monthly subscription company which has delivered over five millions of hands-on educational projects to kids of all ages. Their core offering is projects that make learning about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math accessible and they're designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning. Some recent favorites in our house are the mechanical whale sweeper, glowing pendulum, and a walking robot. I couldn't agree more with KiwiCo's mission and I'm excited to be able to offer you the chance to try them for free. To learn more about their projects for kids and to redeem this exclusive offer, visit kiwico.com slash educational snapshots to get your first month free today. Just pay $4.95 for shipping. That's KiwiCo.com slash Educational Snapshots. And now, on with the podcast.
1: Emily Cook is a homeschool mom and owner of Build Your Library, a literature-based secular homeschool curriculum. After searching and searching for just the right curriculum to fit her needs, she decided to create her own. Emily joins us on this episode of the podcast to share the why and how behind Build Your Library. She also gives us a sneak peek into her homeschool life as she works to live out her motto, Building Young Minds, One Book at a Time. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm super excited to talk to you today. I've used some of your resources and my boys and I just love them. And I can't wait to find out more about the backstory to how you got started and how you homeschool. All right, great. So tell us a little bit about your family. Um, I've been married
2: to my awesome husband, Rob, for 20 years. And we have four children. Sarah, who is 19 and a freshman in college this year, majoring in creative writing. Hmm. I have twin boys, Robbie and Riley, who are 16, and they're really into art and music and video games. And then my youngest is Regina, who is nine, but thinks she's 16. <laughs> and yeah, she's a handful.
1: I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I laugh.
2: <laughs> and we've always homeschooled. Uh, I started when Sarah was uh, just about to be four. So I guess it's been about 16 years that we've been at it.
1: Wow. What, what made you decide to homeschool?
2: Uh, to be honest, I didn't want to send Sarah to school. I just, I loved having her home with me. <laughs> so it started out as wanting to just spend more time with her before she went out into the world. And also when she was small, there was no public kindergarten in New Hampshire, and it was going to cost something like $2,000 to send her a half-day kindergarten. And I kept saying, well, we can't spend that kind of money. So I started researching options and I just tumbled down the homeschooling rabbit hole.
1: So no public kindergarten. Wow. Yeah, that that's really neat. I also wanted to just keep my boys home and, you know, have that special time with them and yeah, just watch it grow. <laughs> yeah. So your homeschool day is most like which literary classic would you say? Okay, this is
2: a really fun question. <laughs> and I I think that my first thought is to say Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> My kids always are up for a little roll of something. We are It's always snack time at the cook household. So I feel like also we live right by the edge of the woods. So we're pretty much in the 100-acre wood.
1: Oh, that's awesome. My boys and I are just reading um, The House at Pooh Corner. So yay! Oh, yeah.
2: that's those fun. are some of my favorite books to read aloud, too.
1: Oh, we, we love those, too. If you were walking down the aisle of a homeschool vendor hall and turned the corner and met a younger version of yourself what would you tell her?
2: I think I would tell her to relax and trust her gut and do what's working and don't worry so much about what everyone else is doing. Um, Yeah, I remember being really, really worried that I was going to mess up something and ruin my children forever. And I constantly would second guess myself. So yeah, I think every time I would see someone else using something different from what I was doing, I was sure that I was doing it wrong and I needed to do that.
1: That's awesome advice.
2: Yeah, I think we all go through that phase at the beginning of just not being sure we're doing it right. And I think we just need to trust that we're doing what we can. And if it's working, stick with it.
1: I agree. And, you know, I think that we... Well, for myself, personally, I go through that as our homeschool evolves and goes through different stages, like, you know, okay, now Mm -hmm. we're going into middle school, and I start to doubt myself and do the whole comparison thing. And you're right, just trusting your gut and knowing yourself and your kids is just so helpful. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So who's your homeschool hero?
2: That would definitely be Melissa Wiley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hers was the first blog I found, and that's where I learned about Charlotte Mason.
1: So, yeah. Oh, she is a dear, for sure. Yes. Fill in the blank. If my grown child blank, I will have succeeded as a homeschooling mom. Appreciates books and stories.
2: Oh, yes. I've spent their whole lives immersing them in books and good movies and TV shows and we just, we read and we talk and I hope that someday they will go on to do that on their own.
1: So, yeah. As a homeschooler, <laughs> do you ever have a bad day and how do you fix it? Oh, all the time. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the best way for me to fix it is, um, just stopping everything and curling up on the couch with blankets and snacks and reading a good
1: story. Oh, that cuddles, cuddle time with books. We love that too. Are you a planner or do you fly by the seat of your pants? I am an odd mix
2: of both. I love to plan. Uh, it's almost become a hobby to like, make book lists and come up with assignments and all of that. But then I'm also more likely to not use any of that and scrap the plan and fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> Just wing it in the moment.
1: I can relate to that too. I think that flexibility, it's nice to have a mm-hmm. plan. And that's a spine (laughs) to work off of. And then, you know, just going down those rabbit holes and, Mm -hmm. you know, being open to your your kids interest. Yeah, that's how we do our homeschool, too. So, okay. so what would your kids say is the best part of being homeschooled?
2: I think my oldest, at least I don't know about my other kids, but my oldest would would definitely say for her worst. Somewhere along the way, she got this idea in her head that school was amazing And despite everyone telling her otherwise, (laughs) she was just (laughs) sure she was missing something. So yeah, I think that would be the worst for her. I think all of my kids would say the best is sleeping in (laughs) and not having to get up early and go anywhere because we are not morning people. So yeah, being able to sleep in and relax in the morning is great.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And My two older boys went to public school for a bit. So they knew (laughs) like, (laughs) that they weren't really missing out anything here at homeschool. But my younger three sometimes do ask me, oh, you know, well, we had to have a conversation the other day. They didn't really know what the playground was. And what do you mean you're limited to how long you can go out there to play? And it was just very interesting. So, you know, like with how your oldest went through that questioning. I think that's natural.
2: Yeah, I think it is, too.
1: So fill in the blank. As a homeschool mom... I really rock blank.
2: Um, I would say we really I really rock read alouds. Yeah,
1: read aloud. Reading aloud.
2: Yeah. That's the one thing I can say that I've done completely consistently all the way through. We've always read aloud. Yeah. And I, I think it also feeds my inner theater geek because I can bring the story to life and do lots of voices and really act it out.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah, that, that's so cool. And that just gets kids so engaged and mm-hmm. into the story. So awesome. now, how do you stay organized? Do you have any favorite apps or tools or resources that you use to schedule?
2: I, I think the honest answer here is that I don't stay organized. <laughs> I try. I think I'm mostly a list maker. I really like having lists of things. I've tried planners and I've tried lots of different things and it just never stuck. So, I think I'm just more of a paper and pen kind of person. I love notebooks and different kinds of gel pens and things. So, mm-hmm. it, I think that just gives me the illusion of organization.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I like to say I have lists for my lists. So, I yes. totally understand. <laughs> yeah. That's how I operate. Well, I'd love to, um, if you could tell us more about Build Your Library and how you got started.
2: Yeah, um, Builder Library is a Charlotte Mason-inspired literature-based secular homeschool curriculum. I write full-year lesson plans as well as topical unit studies. I love books. I am a huge bookworm, and I love to read aloud, and I wanted to build something that would inspire other people to read al- aloud with their children and to help them to build a love of reading and learning. So, yeah, that's it started as I just I wanted... This thing that I couldn't find anywhere else. And so instead of tweaking everyone else's work, I just made my own. Wow.
1: So who would you say Build Your Library is for? Like certain ages or types of homeschoolers?
2: Oh, it's all ages. I I have K through 11 currently. I'm working on 12, so it will be K through 12. So yeah, it's all ages. And I think it's if you love books, if you want your child to love reading. If you like to snuggle and read with your children and talk about what you're reading, then I think, and you, if you're looking for a secular curriculum too, then I think your Library is for you.
1: Okay. How do you select the books and resources that are within Your Library?
2: I obsessively research books. I probably spend as much time researching them as I do reading them. One of my favorite sites is Goodreads. I love their Lystopia feature where you can look at the lists that people have put together. I love that. And I think their reviews are a lot more honest at Goodreads. So yeah, once I've researched and bought way too many books, I read and then I just look for things that fit both the theme of what I'm working on and also that are worthy of study. I'm looking for living books, stories that leap off the page, that have rich vocabulary, and big ideas to chew on. Sometimes I'll read a book and I'll just know instantly that that's what I'm looking for. And sometimes I'll go through three or four books before I find it. But yeah, I'm always looking for the best.
1: And so for your curriculum, like for grade level, does that include all subjects? Yeah, everything but math everything but math. Okay. And then you said that you're Charlotte Mason based. So Mm -hmm. do you incorporate like copy work and narration into your lesson plans?
2: Yeah, I assign copy work
1: and narration from the books
2: that you're reading aloud. And narration is assigned as well. Each level comes with a set of narration cards, which give you different ideas and ways to do creative narration. So it's not always just tell it back. Sometimes you might make a poster about the book, or you might do a little puppet show about your favorite scene that you read. So just different ways to interact.
1: Oh, that sounds like fun. How important is it to include books and resources that our kids connect with and find interesting? Because I know on your site when I was browsing through, you include some more um, modern Mm -hmm. books. And so I just thought that was really neat how you do that.
2: Yeah, I I think it's really important because if you're not connecting with the material, then you aren't learning, you're not getting anything out of it. So in order to really learn something, you have to be invested. And what's a better way to get a child invested than with a really great, well-written story? I mean, the story is the hook. That's what draws them in. And once they care, they'll want to know more.
1: Oh, absolutely. We've used your Harry Potter Mm. unit studies, and those have been fabulous we have had such fun with those
2: those are so fun to write too <laughs> yeah
1: so what's been your favorite unit study for your homeschool?
2: I think my favorite personally would have to be um probably about five years ago we studied world war ii and mm. we did this huge unit and it was so much fun I, it's like it's one of my favorite time periods to read about and so I had a lot of fun pulling all the resources together and sharing something that I love with my kids and it was also when we read a lot of the Book Thief, which is like my favorite book. I think.
1: Oh, so that that's was an- great
2: to read it with them.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent book. Yeah. What would your kids say are their favorite unit studies? Um,
2: I think my oldest would agree with me. My boys <laughs> would. I would say it wasn't technically a unit when we did it. It was more of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of a thing. But we spent a year reading Harry Potter. And the whole series the whole series straight through <laughs> and it was so much fun it was their first introduction to the books so yeah it was great
1: oh awesome well it's time in our podcast now for our fast 5 where you say the first thing that comes to your mind okay are you you ready okay i'm ready <laughs> okay so number 1 you just received an Amazon gift card what are you spending it on books books any particular book do you have a number one on your list oh my goodness I always have at least
2: 10 in my cart at any given time on Amazon um on my list right now is probably Dear Evan Hansen yeah that just came out and I haven't gotten it yet so yeah that's on my list
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite family night game apples to apples oh I love that game too like that's our go-to What's the best way to spend the day with your kids?
2: Snuggled on the couch with a stack of books.
1: And so what are you reading right now?
2: Um, With my teens, I'm reading aloud The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. And I'm reading Finding Wonders by Janine Atkins, I think. And that's with my nine-year-old. And for me, I'm reading These Truths, which is A History of the United States by Jill Lepore, because I'm working on Level 12. And that's going to be American history. And I'm also reading the sixth Harry Potter book so that I can get the next unit out.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Um, i was just curious. I forgot to ask this before. Have you, do you use audiobooks too in your homeschool? Um, or do you like to just do the read aloud? We tried. I was sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. i try to do audiobooks because every now and then I'm just like, I can't today. But mm-hmm. my kids always complain that they're not as good as me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, sweet. well, that's sweet. So that's okay. I guess I can do it.
1: <laughs> that's a good motivator, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And our last fast five, I've got to have blank to get me through the day. Caffeine. <laughs> Caffeine. In any form. <laughs> yeah. Oh Emily, it's been so lovely talking with you today. Can you please share with us where we can find you and find out more about Build Your Library?
2: Yeah, you can find me on my website, buildyourlibrary.com. And I'm also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Build Your Library, on Facebook, and we have we're on Instagram at Build Your Library. I think it's BY Library. And I also have a YouTube channel, Arg Schooling, A R R R G H. And so we have our YouTube channel where I talk about books and homeschooling.
1: <laughs> ARG, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we'll have to make sure that we check those out and find out more about your build your library and all the wonderful things that you have to offer. Great, yeah, yeah, thanks. All right, well thanks, Emily. Thank you so much. And there you have it. If you'd like to find out more about any of the books and resources that Emily and I chatted about today, you can find the links in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those show notes are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP 74. Thank you so much for joining us for this season of Homeschool Snapshots podcast. It's been a delight to share these sneak peeks as well as encouragement and tips from such amazing ladies. Keep smiling and rock your homeschool.